and run over like the landscaping timbers and the stuff would be crooked. So one day my wife said something to her and she pretty much denied it, said that you know I was lying and she didn't do all of this stuff. So we was like, okay, whatever, just please don't pull into the yard anymore. So then she started being petty. She would put little slips in our mailbox saying that the mailbox was full and the package wouldn't fit. Well, the package wasn't going to fit no way because it's a box, right? So why you just didn't walk up and put it on the porch? So she was being petty. So she went, my wife went down to the post office and she did a formal complaint. Um, and it just so happened that the person that she was complaining to was, his last name was Dunaway. And we realized afterward that it was Ben's dad, right? So that was the first piece to the puzzle. So then the other day, I was in Publix, and I saw Ben's mom. And she, like, I just asked her how Ben was doing, and that led to her talking to me literally for 40 minutes. I'm just standing there holding my chicken, and she's talking to me about what's going on with Ben. Um, and I asked her, well, is there anything that we can do? And she just said, just basically pray. And so that's what led me to go into my closet. That's what led me to go into my closet when I when I went when I got home. Um, and I just began to pray. And as I began to just pray, like I don't know if y'all ever prayed. And, and and this is a question I want you. I don't know if you've ever prayed until you started sweating. Until you start until you start sweating, you drenched and you tired when you got up. But in the midst of me doing all of that praying, I got up and my and my neck was no longer hurt, right? So I just said, thank you, God. I, like, I felt I had energy, and I, you know, I I, had, I put it off on the COVID shot, right? I put it off on, okay, you know, the COVID shot, kind of the vaccine kind of make you tired and sluggish, and I'm going back to work, and, and we got a new mattress, and that's why I ain't sleeping good, and like, I had all these reasons for why I was tired, and then I didn't have no energy and stress in my neck, and on them to listen on and on and on, but it was amazing to me that when I got up off of my knees in prayer, yes. then all of a sudden I had all of this energy, Lord, Lord. like the life had come back into me, Amen. right? And so for the subject today, God has given me what has been afforded. We're talking about the benefits of God, what has been afforded to you, right? So you might hear hear somebody say, well, I met this person and that afforded me the opportunity to do A, B, and C. Or I just happened to get a little extra money and that afforded me to go on this trip. It afforded me to go on this on this vacation, right? So God wants me to talk about, you know, the things that he has already afforded us. And I got to tell y'all, one of the things that I believe that, 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 that happened and that's why I say I was I was in such a hurry. I, I was excited about coming to the house and and praying on today because one of the things that I did when I was down there on my knees, I just began to thank God for all of the things that He has given me, and I began to tell Him that I was sorry, right? Sorry for complaining. Sorry for you know just. Just the, 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 the run of the meal prayers at night, just the, the saying the same old words, uh, just praying with no power, praying with no conviction, right? Going through the motions of prayer because I know that prayer works, right? But not really feeling it in my life, 
feeling it on the inside. And when and when Ben's mama was like, all y'all can do is pray, and she was like, he's worse now than he was then. So I know everybody don't know him, but he like, if you know what God was doing in his life and what he delivered him from, for him to go back and now it, for it to be worse, and for her to say, like, basically she's tired, and she was just saying, like, her prayers right now just is, is just enough to keep peace in her home, but not enough to deliver him. That bothered me. That like she is like I'm she just holding on, right? Because she know prayer works, but not not feeling like she has enough strength on her own, right? To deliver her child from what he's going through. Right? And so all of that, all of that is convicted me. About, you know, I'm coming home and I'm praying and I'm going through these motions and I'm asking God to do A, B, and C, but never thanking him for what he's already done. And before I got up on my knees, I did like the Holy Spirit, I just started making declarations of what I was not going to do anymore. Like, God, when I get up off of this floor, I'm not going to be the same. Right? I'm not going to go back to doing this. And one of the things that the Lord showed me was, that when I pray now, like, I, I'm using the word and I'm saying the word, but the fire that was in me had died out. And one of the things that I told him, I said, when I get up off of this floor, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to saying them, them, them run-of-the-mill prayers anymore. Right? And that's why I was in a hurry. That's why I was in a hurry to get to the house today and pray. That's why I was I was in a hurry. And not only that, the Lord had just been convicting me. And I want to tell y'all, right? Try prayer. Like re, try real prayer. Try real prayer when you are going through something in your life. Try real prayer. That's one of the things that has been afforded to you as a Christian. That you can talk to God, your Father, and He will hear you when you pray. And the reason I say that is because. What that word means, like when something is affording you, is the idea that God is giving something out, right? He's giving you something in order to draw something else out. And so when God gives us the ability to pray, right, he just said, okay, I'm going I'm to I'm provide y'all with the opportunity to talk to me. But I'm not just doing this so I can sit back and listen to you complain. I'm giving you the opportunity to talk to me so that I can draw something else out of you. So that I can give you an answer and that's going to pull something else. That's going to pull some action out of you. Like when we started this series and I was talking about the inheritance and the benefits, I remember saying I want every Sunday when we walk out of here, we want, we're going to walk out of here wanting to tell people about how good it is to serve the Lord. Well, when God gives us the ability, when he affords us the opportunity to sit down and talk to him and pray to him, the reason that he's doing that is because he not he don't want to just listen to us. He want to have a conversation with us in the hope that that's going to draw something else out of us and make us do something. Yes, yes. Right? So I, I want you to fill in this blank. God has given me so much and it has afforded me the opportunity to. Right? We spend so much time, right, praying for our spouse. Praying for our spouse, right? Or praying uh, on our spouse. Like, God, do this. 
do that, right? But do, have you seen like the opportunity that God has afforded you just to have one? Right? We spend so much time praying on our children or about our children. But can you see the opportunity that God has afforded you with? Like last Sunday when God was talking to us about the anointing and how he was saying that the anointing should not be a burden. Right? We should not see his anointing as a burden. God has given me so much and has afforded me the opportunity to blank. To do what? When is the last time you got down on your knees and prayed? Right? And when is the last time? And one of the things the Lord is they stretch the opportunity. I'm not talking about, because we get on our knees every night and we hold hands at, at, on the side of the bed and we pray. But when is the last time you got down on your knees and you actually cried out to God out loud? Not because something is wrong with you. Right? Not because you're in a difficult situation, but you got down and you cried out to the Lord to give him thanks, to give him glory, to give him praise, to give this say thank you God for keeping me. They like we only time we want only time we want to pour out in prayer is when something is wrong. When the last time you just got down on your knees and said, Lord, thank you for my children. Not God, please fix them. Ask and did what just thank you for them. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my strength. Right? Without complaining about all the things that's wrong. But just think of when, when is the last time you've done that? Lord, I thank you. And so I have another question for you. Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with yourself? And the reason I ask that question is because when I was in, when I was in that closet and I was down on my knees and I was telling God all the things that I was not going back to. Right? When I was telling him all the things that I was not going back to, it allowed me, it afforded me that prayer, that time in prayer afforded me the opportunity to see that I was depending on other people to make me happy, right? I was depending on, you know, my wife to take my stress away when I got home, right? And if she didn't have everything right, then like I might, I might not be angry, but I might be well, she ain't doing this or she ain't doing that. Or I, I, I'm depending on the mattress to do it. Or I'm depending on the folks on my job to act right so that I can have a good day, right? I'm, I'm depending on everybody to come to church and act right so that I can preach good or I can feel good, or right? So I can't be in the spirit because nobody else in the spirit. It's not my fault, God. Nobody else is doing right. Everybody else dead, so that's why I'm dead, right? I'm putting all this blame and finger pointing on people and situations, right? And that's when the, that's why I'm saying try prayer. Try crying out to God. Try getting on your knees. Try thanking him for all the things that he's already given you. And I guarantee you'll feel better when you get up. Stop complaining all the time. If you're not happy with yourself, try prayer. Prayer gives you the opportunity to communicate with the heart of God. So I need you right now, I need you to consider what your prayers sound like. 
I told somebody, I think I told y'all, I don't know, I told, I told somebody, but I, I, I had a situation on my job where uh, during a parent-teacher conference, a parent broke down crying on the teacher because they diagnosed her mother with, well, not diagnosed, but can, her mother's cancer was spreading. And her mother had since passed. But the teacher called me to the classroom to pray with the parent. And I did. But the part that got me was afterwards the teacher said, I had to call you because I couldn't pray. And I told her, I said, don't you ever say that again. She said, well, I don't know how. I say, you, I say, do it. Like, tr try it. I don't want to say practice, but try it. I say, you need to know what, you, what it sounds like when you, when, to hear yourself give God glory. Stop trying to do it in your head all the time. Stop thinking that that's enough life. What do your prayers sound like? Y'all know what it sounds like when I preach and when I pray. Well, I'm standing up here shouting, y'all like, you know, but what the, what, are you, are you comfortable with doing this in your home? Right? When y'all get married, are you comfortable with your husband hearing you shout in the house? Or are they going to think you crazy? Right? Are you comfortable with your kids? Are you worried about they going to say, Mama, what's wrong with you? They should know that. That should be second nature. They should think something wrong with you. They should be saying, oh, Mama, praying again. What the like, what does it sound like? So this like prayer is one of the benefits that we don't use. I'm talking about real prayer. And I gotta keep stressing that. Because I know we say them quick prayers in the car before we walk in the building. We say them quick prayers in our head. Or we just call on the name of Jesus, like, Lord have mercy, or we say them things. But what does it sound like when you are actually crying out to the Lord? What does it consist of? Do your prayers sound like, God, you have afforded me so much? Or do they sound like, God, I need more? Right? Do your prayers sound like, God, I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful for what you're giving me? Or do your prayers sound like a list of things that you want God to do because you need more? And the reason that we do that is almost like we saying, well, God, I can't get no better. I can't do no better until you give me these things that I need. But the reality is, even if God gave us those things that we needed, something else would still be wrong with us. That's, that's, where, it, that's where it comes in when you say, Lord, I can't praise you enough. If I had 10,000 hands, I couldn't praise you enough. But our prayer life don't sound like that. Our prayer life sounds like, I need this, and I need this, and Lord, I'm so tired, and I'm so hurting. How can you be both? How can you both be joyous and happy and grateful and always sad and in need of more? When last when last Sunday God told us that everything has already been prepared. Right? That whole parable about the wedding. He's calling, like, come on, I got everything that you need. But yet our prayer life don't sound like we got everything we need. Our prayer life sounds like. God, do something else for me. And so when nothing happens, you get discouraged. And then we, we stop seeing the benefits, right? We stop seeing the benefits of serving God because he's not answering our prayers. Well, God is saying to us, well, y'all not thankful for what I've already done. Well, I'm going to answer some more. I've given you everything. 
I laid down my life for you. And that's still not enough. What more do you, what more do you want from me? No matter what I give you, it never seems like enough. And that's what the word means when it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then everything else will be added. You don't have to go looking for your stuff if you would just pray. Pastor Carter used to say, money will come looking for you. You don't have to go looking for your stuff. God God will be like, here. We spend so much time in prayer looking for our stuff. Looking for our breakthrough. Looking for this. The breakthrough will just come. He got the breakthrough. It'll come. We need to spend more time praising it. When you experience any emotion that could result in anxiety, result in stress, unrighteous anger, fussing, fighting, cussing, try prayer instead. I've been on my knees three times this week. And when I say I've been on my knees, I've been on my knees and I make a conscious effort to open my mouth. Right? And the three times then I, I, I found like I, I'm trying to, because I told God to do what you ask him to do if you sincere. So y'all remember, I say I want my holiness to be automatic. Mm-hmm. You can't say that and then just sit back and be like, okay, God, make it automatic. Mm-hmm. God going to say if you want it to be automatic, then when the Holy Spirit speaks, I need you to move, right? Yes, That's yes, the definition yes. of all I is on automatic. Yes, yes. So I felt myself, I felt the tension in my neck, right? Because I text my wife and I told her, I said, he healed my neck. I had to tell somebody what God, I said, he healed my neck. So then I started feeling tension and stress in my neck. I said, oh, no, devil, you're a liar. I'm going to try prayer. Right? So if that means I find myself on my knees every day, then what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Right? What's wrong with that? So if you feel, if you start to feel loneliness, whatever it is, doubt, creeping up, then try prayer. Amen, amen, amen. Try prayer. Yes. Don't just sit there and just start trying to process it in your head. Take it to the Father in prayer. Real prayer, not fake prayer. Because a lot of times, our prayers is really just us talking to ourselves and trying to say, God, I know you're going to do this for me. And you're right. It's like that song, sometimes you got to encourage yourself, Right? But you don't always get the answer that you need, right? Because when I went down in real prayer, God allowed me to see how ungrateful I've been. And that was the answer to me getting healed, not just me shouting out what I want to say. It was me turning. It was me repenting. It was me getting right. Optimism. It's so much easier said than done. We are optimistic. So why you don't feel no better? You keep telling yourself it's going to be all right. So why you don't actually feel no better? Because optimism is easier said than done. And one of the reasons our optimism falls short is because we don't attach it to prayer. We don't attach it. We're just saying it. Like, God, I know you're going to do this for me. But you don't attach it to prayer. You don't attach it to his power. Because that's what prayer does. Prayer brings you into the presence of the one who answers prayer. And that's when stuff starts to turn around. 
When you just praying by yourself, you ain't in the presence of no power. So why are you thinking your situation going to change? If your prayer don't make it to God, it ain't nothing going to change. And thank God for Jesus because Jesus affords us the opportunity to enter into the presence of the one who can answer our prayers. So consider the weakness. That's what that's what the Lord allowed me to see. He's like, okay, y'all, y'all hit the knee, y'all hit y'all knees every night, but I need you to consider the weakness of your prayers. And how often they are attached to head knowledge, right? Saying the right thing because you know it's the right thing, but still got doubt in your heart. Mm. Saying the right thing because you know it's the right thing, but still have doubt in your heart. You think God don't feel that when you bring that to Him? You think you you think that you can just? Throw his word back at him and he don't know whether or not you actually believe it or not? Jesus. So often they are attached to our feelings. We pray what we feel. Right? God do this and do that. But that's all based on our feelings. How do you know that's what God, that's what needs to be done? How do you know that's the right way of doing it? Right? Praying that it's not spirit led. Praying that it's not scripture based. God told us last Sunday that closeness destroys oppression. Well, how do you get close to God? Through your prayer life. How can how are you close to somebody you never talk to? Or if you do talk to them, y'all know you all of us got them friends, right? No, where we 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 they're not a real friend, we call them so all of us got them associates who we talk to, but they really don't know you. Like, they really don't know you, know you. And that's how we try to treat God sometimes. Right? We say, I'm like, yeah, I talk to you, and I'm like, yeah, I got this going on, and it's just been rough right now. But we really don't get to the root of the matter. We don't let God know what's really going on. So closeness destroys oppression. Relationship destroys weight. That's what he told us last Sunday. The anointing destroys the yoke. How can you get anointed and not be in the presence of God? Right? How can he heal you and you don't want to let him put his hand on you? Right? How can, how can he bind up your wounds and you, you don't want to let him in the house? Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, don't worry about anything but in all your prayers in all of them, ask God for what you need. Right? But then, comma, always asking with a thankful heart. And that's why I say consider what your prayer sound like. We just do the first part. We ask God for what we need, but we a lot of times we leave the thankfulness out. Right? We don't acknowledge what he's already done. And God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, right? When I got up off, I got up off the floor of my closet. All I knew, like I, I, I like I, it was like I was rolling my neck around. I'm like, my neck don't hurt, and I'm like scared. Like, is it gonna stop? Well, maybe that really went 
eat. Like it maybe maybe they're gonna start hurting again like tomorrow. And that's why I say every time that thought comes, I say, Oh no, Satan. And that's why I had to tell see, and that's the other thing that we like when when God do something for us, we 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 sit on it. We don't want to testify. That's why it's like, and the reason that we don't testify is because it's almost like either we don't think God actually did, or maybe we did that ourselves, or like we don't want to. That's another part of being thankful when you tell somebody what God has done. And so when you with God, like if God heal you, and then you just like anybody got a testimony? You, that's, that's your thankfulness. Right? I didn't want to get up off that floor and be like, oh, my neck just feel better. It just happened all of a sudden. No, God did that. And I had to tell somebody about it. God did that. And, and, and that peace, that, that healing, will surpass all human understanding. And it will keep your hearts and minds safe. In union with Christ Jesus. So as I close, I need you to think about what do I need? What do you actually need? Not what you want. Not your five-year plan. Right? Not, not your perfect world that you want for your family and your kids. But what do you actually need? And add to that, what has already been afforded you? Can you identify the success of your prayers? Right? When you pray, you should be able to identify whether the prayer was real or not by the peace that it brings. You should be able to identify the success of your prayer because your prayer should bring you in union, in feeling, right? With the heart and the mind of God. If you praying and you don't get up and you don't feel peace and you don't feel like you're in union with God, you done asked to miss. Right? Because God say you can ask for whatever you want and it shall be given to you, right? Unless you ask in a miss. So if you get up from that prayer and you don't feel no peace, right? You pray about something on your job and you get up and all of your mind immediately go to, man, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, right? You didn't get no, you didn't get no peace. You didn't get no revelation about what you just prayed. Something off. Something off with that prayer because it should, it should, something should shift. Something should shift. Right? If you don't give, you if you don't get up feeling closer to Jesus, like you can, okay, I can make it. I can run on a little bit more and see what the end. If you feel defeated right after you get up, something is wrong with the prayer. Something is wrong with it. Thank you, Lord. And so the last thing that I have in my notes is thus saith the Lord. But I was typing this up. He says, I will pick you up. I will pick you up. God has afforded, what that means is God says, I have afforded you the opportunity to talk to me. God said, you get down, I will pick you up. Amen. Amen. If you get down, Amen. Yes, Lord. if you get down, 
I will pick you up. Yes, yes, yes. All things have been prepared. All things have been prepared. If you get down, he will pick you up. Amen. Amen.